Welcome to Tales from the Mooseverse. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. Remember all the way back at the beginning of the very first episode of Tales from the Mooseverse? It all started with a flash forward, a scene from much later in the adventures of Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse. Well, three seasons in, we finally caught up to that very scene. Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse have returned to Maine from the realm of dragons, only to discover that everything around them, plants and animals, is turning to chocolate. Walter and Wheezy, the frogs from Central Park, are there, along with Bobby the alien, his crashed spaceship, and the giant orange dragon known as the teleporting Trevor, who told them that this chocolate invasion would destroy their world. So now let's catch up with them all to find out what happened next. As always, stay tuned after the story for a way you can join in. So now, here's today's Tale from the Mooseverse. Destroy our world? Montgomery and Montgomery shouted in unison. What is going on? Walter yelled. A minute ago, the worst thing happening was that I was stuck in a prickly bush and being threatened by a snake, but now... We have a dragon and a spaceship, and the world is going to be destroyed? Maybe not destroy. It'll just consume your world, the dragon clarified. Montgomery the Moose looked at the enormous orange dragon, standing ten feet in front of him. On Montgomery's head, Montgomery the Mouse was looking around at the forest life that was slowly turning into solid chocolate all around them. Bushes, trees, ground cover... Even the ground itself was turning to chocolate. So wait a minute, Montgomery the Moose said to the dragon. This chocolate invasion, you said it'll consume the whole world? What does that mean? Well, all right. I was being a bit dramatic, the dragon replied, backing down a little and looking at both Montgomerys. Oh, thank goodness, Montgomery the Mouse replied. I mean, I'm just saying that if you don't fix magic, every single thing on this planet will turn to chocolate. Uh, what? Montgomery the Mouse replied. Yes, creatures too, the dragon continued. He looked at the dumbstruck faces of the moose and the mouse in front of him, and then turned to see the two frogs from Central Park who shared in the shock. After a pause, the dragon said, mainly to himself, All right. Maybe I wasn't being a bit dramatic. I mean, that is all going to happen. Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse looked at him in disbelief. Then they noticed that there was a small green creature with three eyes standing next to the dragon, and what seemed to be a large round metal flying vehicle of some kind stuck in the trees above them. Somehow, given the news that the world was about to be turned into chocolate, these other things didn't seem quite so surprising. The green creature also showed a shocked expression on its three-eyed face. The only thing that didn't look shocked was the spaceship, and this might just be because it didn't have a face. The chocolate spread further around them, and Montgomery the Moose noticed something odd, or rather, something normal, which in this case seemed odd. He was standing in the path of the chocolate metamorphosis, but he was not turning to chocolate himself. Until a few minutes ago, he would never have expected to turn to chocolate, But now his world was upside down, and suddenly not turning to chocolate was, in fact, confusing to him. He looked ahead and saw that everything else the chocolate was touching was slowly turning to the same dark brown hue itself. 
The dragon picked up on Montgomery's worried expression. Oh, you're immune, he said. After all, the magic is responding to you. You certainly like chocolate a lot, don't you? This confused Montgomery and Montgomery even more. The green creature, who introduced himself to the Montgomerys as Bobby, asked the dragon hopefully, Am I immune too? And was disappointed to find out the answer was no. The frogs didn't even ask. They looked longingly at Montgomery the moose, who saw them and walked quickly over to them as the dark chocolate crept closer. He lowered his head to the ground so they could hop up and join Montgomery the mouse, who gave them as much of a hug as a mouse can ever give a frog. Are you... Montgomery the mouse asked the dragon. Do you know... Stanley? Oh, forgive me, Montgomery. I know we're in a rush, but how rude of me not to introduce myself. My name is... He stood up tall to present himself. The teleporting Trevor. Trevor? Montgomery the mouse responded. The teleporting Trevor, the dragon corrected. What does teleporting mean? Montgomery the moose asked. He can jump through space, Bobby chimed in. Be one place one moment, then thousands of miles away the next. It's amazing. Ooh, show us, Montgomery the mouse added. Well, the dragon said, embarrassed. I can't. I mean, not right now. Montgomery the moose walked over chocolate leaves and chocolate twigs to a chocolate fir tree. He sniffed at the needles, and after considering it all for a moment, he took a nibble. It was, as he had thought from the smell, his favorite kind of chocolate. He had only eaten this kind of chocolate a few times. It was the gourmet-rich dark chocolate that immediately brought to mind memories of the last time he'd tasted it, when he had met his best friend, Montgomery the mouse, just weeks ago. He wondered if that meant something. Was this chocolate invasion somehow happening because of him? Up above, the large round metal vehicle woke Montgomery out of his thoughts by making a low whirring sound, before a mechanical voice from the vehicle spoke as if finishing a sentence. So exciting to be on this adventure. Ah, uh, oh, dear, I crashed again, didn't I? I'm sorry, Bobby. The green creature with three eyes seemed relieved to hear the voice as if it was a friend coming to aid in a situation where he felt lost. Spaceship, the creature called Bobby replied quietly with three teary eyes. Spaceship, we found him. I don't know how, but we found him. Run for it, Bobby, Montgomery the Moose called. Bobby was so distracted by the sound of Spaceship waking up that he hadn't realized he was standing next to the creeping chocolate. But Montgomery's call was too late. As he ran to try to knock Bobby out of the way, the chocolate reached the green creature, whose movements slowed and stopped as his whole body became a chocolate statue. The look on Bobby's face, while hard to fully understand with his three eyes, was a mixture of shock and sadness looking directly at Montgomery for help. Montgomery touched Bobby with his muzzle, hoping that he could somehow fix it, but he couldn't. What's going on? Spaceship asked. What just happened to Bobby? Magic is broken, the orange dragon said as if that answered everything. Yeah, but what happened to Bobby? Spaceship asked with more desperation in her mechanical voice. Bobby, Montgomery the Moose tried to explain, before realizing he didn't have the right words. He has become chocolate, the dragon said, as will everyone and everything else on this planet, unless the Moose does something about it. Wait, did you know that was going to happen? Montgomery the Moose asked angrily. Yes, of course. He was standing right next to it, the dragon replied. Why didn't you do anything to stop it? Why didn't you tell him? 
Montgomery shouted. Montgomery, the dragon answered gently. Bobby is just one creature. You do understand that this is going to happen to everyone, everywhere, if you don't fix it, don't you? Montgomery looked at the dragon, then at Bobby, frozen in chocolate form, and then at the ground. Why me? The dragon looked at Montgomery's forlorn expression. With as much of a shrug as a dragon can produce, he replied, Who knows? Anytime anything like this happens, a prophecy is usually involved. I guess someone hundreds of years ago said that when magic breaks, a moose called Montgomery, with a mouse on his head, would be the one to fix it. He saw the disbelieving look on everyone's faces. Or maybe not, who knows, he continued. I mean, what, you don't try, and instead your whole planet turns to chocolate? But that place, Montgomery the Mouse argued, that place was making us forget our life here, and Fred the Chocolate Lab and that toucan seemed to have forgotten their lives too. Let me guess, the dragon replied. Fred the Chocolate Lab, he was chocolate when you found him? Well, yes, Montgomery the Moose said. As I suspected, the dragon continued. He took the form of the thing you liked the most, just like all of this. He gestured at the chocolate, which at this point had spread all around them. Montgomery the Moose looked at how the chocolate had spread. He didn't understand it, but when he looked up, he realized the trees around Spaceship were starting to turn also. Spaceship, he shouted, get away from the trees. It's okay, Spaceship replied. I have a force field around me. I'm not actually touching anything. And just then, Spaceship's force field fizzled in and out. Branches which had been held at bay bent back to their natural shape and came within a few inches of touching Spaceship before the force field powered up again. Oh, yeah, it's powered by magic. Spaceship didn't waste any more time and decided to hover up above the tree line as long as she could. Montgomery the Moose gave a sigh. A moment later, resolve seemed to fill him. Looking directly at the large orange dragon, he declared, Okay, I'll fix magic and save the world, but I'm going to want to eat a lot of chocolate on the way, and if I find out that I've eaten something that was actually a living creature, especially if it was a friend of mine, I'm going to be pretty upset. I think I can handle that, the dragon said with a slight smile. He looked up at the large metal machine above them. Spaceship, would you care to join us? If it will help Bobby, of course I'll come, Spaceship replied. But where are we going? To my homeworld, the dragon replied. Spaceship immediately thought about how much her pilot and friend would like to see it himself. Can we bring Bobby? Um, the dragon thought for a moment. You know, at the moment he's just solid chocolate, right? He's not even alive. He's dead? The others shouted, almost in unison. No, 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 he's not dead. He will come back to life when Montgomery fixes everything, but he's not alive now. Schrodinger's chocolate alien, Spaceship said, without explaining to anyone what she meant. Montgomery the Moose stomped on the ground around Bobby, eventually freeing him enough to be picked up. Spaceship lowered herself carefully close to the ground, and the dragon picked Bobby's chocolate body up and placed it inside Spaceship's domed cockpit. Now... To all arrive at the same time and place, we'll need to go as one group, connected together, Travor explained. The small creatures climbed into Spaceship's cockpit, but there was no way that Montgomery or Travor could fit inside. 
Instead, once Spaceship closed her cockpit, Travor suggested Montgomery the Moose sit on top, straddling the dome. What? Montgomery replied. I'm sorry, I don't see any other way. But I'll slip off, or break the glass or something. No you won't, Spaceship interjected. This isn't glass, anyway. It's a sophisticated polycarbonate, and can withstand the strength of a thousand flingles. No one knew what flingles were, but since Spaceship paused for effect, Montgomery tried to act impressed. She continued, Remember I go into space? You think my cockpit can handle the vacuum of space, but would break because a moose sits on it? Okay, Montgomery said, before wondering how he would ever climb on. With Spaceship close to the ground, Montgomery could lift his front feet onto Spaceship's curved metal body, but he needed a push from Travor to get himself entirely on. Spaceship seemed to groan a little, well, a lot, before saying, as if to convince herself, Oh, this is so wonderful, such an exciting adventure to save the world and bring back my friend, and I have a moose sitting on top of me. How unusual. Spaceship rose up much more slowly than she was accustomed to. Montgomery felt surprisingly stable on top, but wondered how they could be accurate enough to fly directly at the portal and into the magical world. As if sensing the question, Travor looked at the clump of now-chocolate grass and closed his eyes. With intense focus, he let out a small breath of fire directly at the clump. A tiny orange glow in the center of the clump expanded, getting larger and larger until it was wide enough to easily hold spaceship, moose, and all. There. Now it's big enough. Travor said with exhaustion clearly showing. He flapped his wings and lifted himself about 50 feet up, looped once high in the air, and circled around with his small arms outstretched towards Spaceship. He hit with a thud, the first time Montgomery thought he might fall off, but then they all flew forward in one connected group at high speed, straight into the center of the orange glow. To be continued. Question for you. Do you ever draw pictures while listening to Tales from the Mooseverse? If so, we'd love to see them. We also have coloring pages of various scenes from the Mooseverse up on our website, mooseverse.com. Print them out and color while listening, then send us your finished picture. Send your pictures to hello at mooseverse.com. Hello at mooseverse.com is also where you can send your stories. Maybe you'd like to tell a story about Bobby and Spaceship going exploring together. Or maybe you'd like to tell a story about where the teleporting Travor might enjoy teleporting the most, when he can. You can send us your stories about these characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. After all, the stories we tell and the stories you tell are all part of the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time.